a.k.a. Vinny. 99-1, the sports animal there in Knoxville. Vinny, what's up? What up, boys? There's always lots going on, so good to talk uh, to you guys as always. Yeah. <laughs> it's never, never a dull moment, no. is there? No. <laughs> was it dull for the Lady Vols? That was a heck of a come-from-behind win in Columbia, yeah, Missouri. It, and they didn't have their uh, one of their best players in Jordan Horston in that game. So, yeah, 8-0 run to close out to kind of steal a, a road win and stay undefeated at 8-0 in SEC play after they had a little bit of a rough start at the beginning of the year in non-conference. They played some really good teams, and some of those were close losses. And then they lost to Mari Key, their uh, dominant uh, all-SEC player uh, inside for the year. But they've been able to overcome and put it together, and they finally got Rakea Jackson, the Mississippi State transfer, playing at the level she was expected to be coming in. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, they got a couple of stars and, uh, and playing really well. So uh, uh, they got college game day coming on Thursday, first of two trips for college game day to Knoxville, yeah, UConn, and uh, the always beloved sarcasm, Yes. Hashtag sarcasm. Uh, Gino coming in on Thursday, and then uh, Saturday once again, uh, Reese Davis and the boys for uh, Tennessee and Texas in men's hoops. You read my mind. That's where I was going next. So <laughs> you said Key is done for the season. Is that right? Uh, well, I don't know that Dave. Yeah, I I believe she is, but um, it was a long term injury. I, I don't know if they've. Um, you know, wanted to put those absolute parameters on her, but um, I haven't heard anything otherwise to say that you know it's it, it's going to change anytime soon. But it, it was a, a you know pretty significant injury early on, so you know likely yes, but we'll see. Is South Carolina the best team in the country again? I mean, they just came through and played uh, Vanderbilt. What was it the end of last week? I think it was like Thursday or something. And, I mean, they – I think they won by like 50. I mean, uh, those those ladies, that, I mean, they're the best team. And UConn, we've been so used to that for so long. UConn's not the best team in the country. Like South Carolina no. is back to being the best. I mean, they, they're they probably going to win it again, right? I think so. Um, uh, they've just – every year they have – one of the one or or two best players in uh, in all of women's college basketball, Leah Boston, um, you know, and and just on and on. So they they're some, they're they're the new UConn and the new they're going farther back Tennessee. But yeah, Don Staley's an elite coach, and they get the elite players, and so yeah, they are. Uh, UConn will come in, and they won't have one of their better players too. They've dealt with some injuries, but South Carolina uh, for the last couple of years has had the most talented team. I think that's the case again. On the men's side, that's a heck of a bounce back from uh, a surprising loss last Saturday to Kentucky. That was a nice bounce back this week. And, of course, Ziegler did not play well in that game as we talked to you last week about. But, boy, did he have a a nice bounce back week. Uh, he He was critical on their two victories. Well, what they what they did was out of necessity is in the first game on Tuesday against Mississippi State on the road, 
they were without two of their starters. Vescovy is nursing that shoulder that he banged up, uh, re-injured that Kentucky game. And then Tyree Key was sick. So they were without two starters. So they moved the Kai Ziegler into the starting lineup for the first time since early in the year when Barnes sent him to the bench after a tough outing. And they had him and uh, decide Jordan James in the starting lineup. And after a rough first half, I mean, it, Ziegler had like five turnovers in the first half against Mississippi State. He was lights out. Like four three-pointers in the second half. The team made eight of nine three-point shots in the second half. And they uh, won that uh, Mississippi State game impressively after a slow start. And uh, Ziegler was a big part of that. Then they just dominated LSU from start to finish. Ziegler was back in the starting lineup. They had a new starting lineup, which I think is their best five, with Plapchich, who was out sick. He didn't play in the game, but they kept James in the uh, in the starting lineup. And I think that's their best five, and they had Key coming off the bench. I think that's their best lineup. That's their most trusted lineup for end of game. So start well and uh, and see how many minutes you can get out of that smaller lineup. So, yeah, Zakai Ziegler has 48 assists in his last six games. And that's eight per game. That is elite. So uh, they're, they're, as they typically do, have a bad loss, they seemingly always bounce back. That's why when you guys asked me about it, it was like, I, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be any sort of lingering issue at all. Well, that's going to be a fun one. I watched Texas on, what was it, Saturday night against mm-hmm. – um, what were they? I think they were playing West Virginia. I was watching that game. They're sixteen and three. They're a top ten team in the country. That that's going to be fun on Saturday. Yeah, I've seen Texas a few times. Uh, I'll study up on them this week. But yeah, they have athleticism. They have done a great job considering you know having a coaching change without Chris Beard there. Uh, they they had some talent to work with to kind of put that together. And Thompson Bowling Arena will be sold out. And game day will be here. Uh, Tennessee announced last week they had three of their upcoming games. Of course, Alabama, Texas, and I think one other one um, that uh, are that were announced as sellouts, might have been Florida. And so, yeah, there it'll be full throat for Texas too. There's there's the whole both of them call it call themselves UT. There's the shade of orange. Uh, there's Rick Barnes against his old team. There's the conference rivalry. Yeah, there, there's plenty of reasons. And, and then that, I guess the last year of that SEC Big 12 challenge, too. So uh, a different opponent. It'll it'll be pretty hype in Thompson Bowling on, on Saturday. Before I turn it over to Justin, let me ask you one baseball thing because mm-hmm. we're going to go to Omaha uh, in late June. Tennessee didn't get there last year. Vanderbilt didn't get there. Love to see both of them there in the College World Series. But how much did last year's upset in the Super Regional, how much talk is that going to be serving as motivation? That The rankings came out there. Number, Tennessee's number two in the country. Um, you know, How much do you think we will hear them, or will they not, talk about what happened last year and how they're going to try to, you know, right that wrong by getting there this year. I don't think they're going to shy away from it. Is it? Do is they it ever the shy thing? away from anything? No, no, it's a fair point. 
but I don't think I don't think it's a it's going to be a a crutch or a theme like they they want to they want to win and you you got for athletes to be elite you got to have that self motivation to begin with and then you get your edges in different in different ways and I think that will add to it. It will be a different team. This team ha- is number two in the transfer portal rankings. So they, they've got some new pieces. They lost almost all of their everyday defensive lineup. So there'll be some new pieces. So that's kind of my point where situationally, yeah, it will. But for other guys, Kyle Booker and some other guys that are looking for bigger roles this year, yeah, it's disappointing, but man, they're thinking, how can I play? How can I be a starter? How can I, you know, make myself into a, a potential pro pro prospect and you do the things you need to. So that will come up. It'll be discussed. But the the reason why this team is good is because of what they've set up and the players that they continue to get in here and continue to develop uh, so yeah, it, uh, it it'll be a part of the equation, but not the only thing. Vince, I want to ask you about uh, about football, if we can, here, sir. And sure, that is a, a key question that I really want to get your opinion on, and that is how does getting players to the NFL affect the Vols' recruiting aspect? Uh, in other words, if they cannot get some players and their names called, is that does that have a direct effect on how many kids want to come to school? Well, right now, I don't think it's a big negative effect. I do think, though, Justin, that that is a box yet to be checked mm. for Josh Eiffelman's coaching staff at Tennessee, is having, a, having that resurgence of Tennessee players in the NFL. Because if and when that happens – people are going to start to bring up on the national level how that's the way it used to be, which is true. And that has not been the case. Tennessee has been middle of the pack in NFL players. And the NFL players that they've had, a number of them, have had better pro careers than how they were used in college. So Mm -hmm. to to change that narrative and to keep it from being used in negative recruiting – I think that is a box that needs to be checked. They're getting some guys there, but they need them in greater volumes. They need them higher in the draft. And for Josh Heupel, he needs them at quarterback to be successful because there is that thought process that, or, or at least that, that narrative that I'm sure other schools will use. Well, yeah, Josh Heupel can prepare you and get some, he can, he can get you some great stats in college, but you want to get to the NFL and he and our guy can get you the NFL. There's, there's that track record for some other guys where Josh Heupel has had gotten the most out of a lot of guys and put up big numbers. So it's, it's something that's not hurting them per se, but I think it can take them to the next level when you check off those NFL boxes and start getting a lot more guys. I do think that starts this year with some higher-level prospects this year. Yeah, obviously we're looking at a couple of the wide receivers that could go relatively early. I know there's a lot of questions still about uh, Hendon Hooker, who was on the mend uh, from Mm -hmm. the knee injury, but he's going to the Senior Bowl anyway. Uh, He's going down there just to uh, kind of participate in some of the non-physical drills. Uh, What are you hearing about that? 
Oh, I think it's it's a huge plus for him. I was uh, I was thinking how difficult it would or unfortunate it would be that he would get to miss making that impression on all those NFL people uh, with his injury. But him still getting the invite, him still going, he's so impressive. And people people are going to fall in love with him. Now, they're going to have the question of the physical, which hopefully at some point before the draft he will be able to answer and do some things. I don't know where that timetable is. He says he's lifting weights and – uh, doing some things and and it's going along at a really good rate in his rehab, but um, I, I think he can make some impressions and and really make connections to where people are going to want reasons to to have him higher on their draft board. The injury is going to set him back, probably you know more most likely looking at day two or three, perhaps. But we'll see what he's able to do before the draft from a physical standpoint. But, man, as impressive as he is, I think that's that's a a real big plus for him to make those impressions with those NFL teams. Just as somebody, Vince, who's followed the NFL a long time, I think, this is just me talking, I think it would be a real shame if he went all the way to day three. I mean, he's a guy with considerable size, good arm strength, has played very well, been very productive. I know he's dealing with a knee injury, but – Going to day three, I mean that's 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 rough stuff if that's what happens to him uh, because the guys in round five, six, seven sometimes aren't taken seriously at times. I know we're looking at Brock Purdy and and San Francisco, but he's the exception, not the rule. I I agree with you. I think his productivity, his character. You mentioned the skills are that are there. He. Uh, I, I think makes great decisions, obviously protects the football. It's a big part of the NFL. I think the scheme works against him a little bit. Mm. The, this Tennessee offense isn't necessarily a progression offense, which is really what you see a lot in the NFL. They also have wide splits with their receivers, something that is not utilized in college ball. He's never under center. So the NFL is doing more of the college things, but these are going to be – reasons for NFL teams to question him uh, or want to see more in those regards and how does he do in those things? Is there a transition while he kind of shows them what he can do in those other areas? But the the scheme, kind of back to what we were talking about before, the scheme is so effective on the college level, but there are some some drastic uh, uh, differences with the, the typical NFL game uh, but it is an evolving NFL game, so maybe maybe somebody only takes one. Somebody will say, "I'll take everything else, and he's going to do the work, and we'll be we'll be all right." Well, you can't coach size. He's six four, so you right. can't coach that. Um, so he's got go- he's got that going for him, if nothing else. Uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, some of the transfers the Vols have already gotten in. I I see they've gotten a brand new uh, defensive back from BYU. Once upon a time, he was at Vandy. What do we know about him? Yeah, Gabe Judy Lolly, his first career interception against Tennessee as he picked off the great JT Shroud. Uh, now it's uh, Colorado, I believe, wow. and um, and in mop up duty in Nashville a couple of years ago. So uh, yeah, he's he's experienced. He's position versatile. They needed DBs. Want to add to that competition. 
Uh, I think Willie Martinez, our DB's coach, likes those kind of guys. They had Wesley Walker last year where you could kind of plug him in in different places, kind of mentor some younger guys, and maybe ha- has a role. So uh, it, uh, it was the fifth since, the, since signing day, the fifth, uh, excuse me, fourth transfer that they've added. They officially just announced the others that we had talked about uh, prior, the wide receiver from Oregon, the offensive lineman from Miami, and the defensive lineman from Arizona State. So they kind of announced all those guys together today just a, a little while ago. UT did officially. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a neat position and probably probably not done in the portal, although maybe a little bit until the next window comes up after spring ball. We'll see. Who do you got in the big game, huh? Who's going to come out victorious on Sunday? Who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl? What you got? Well, the the Eagles were, to me, the most impressive team this past weekend. I said before the playoffs started that the 49ers were the best team. Uh, they didn't look the best yesterday, but, you know, Cowboys should bring a lot to the table. So I will stick to my pre playoff prediction of the 49ers being the Super Bowl champs, but a little bit shaky as good as the Eagles looked last week, and the Bengals are coming on. Man, that was impressive, too. So, Bengals, 49ers? Uh, yes, I will, I, will say, I will say Bengals, 49ers. For yeah. a third part, time? Part three. For a third yeah. time in the Super Bowl? Can yeah. the Bengals play anybody? Well, you know, I guess they did last year, but yeah, that'd be the third time. So the four Super Bowl appearances, if that plays out, and yeah. three of them are against the 49ers. And Maybe it'll have a different straight, outcome. Right, absolutely. And four straight over Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, if that happens, boy, my goodness. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. All right, Vince, great stuff. Appreciate it. Have a great week. Uh, man, it's going to be fun having uh, game day there twice, and uh, we look forward to talking to you on Monday. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. Guys, have a great week. Always a pleasure. Thank All you, right. Vince. Vince Ferrara, 99.1, the sports animal.